Welcome to Unpacked Shorts. I'm Katie Harrison and I'm here with Peter Franklin to explore a recent article of his where he unpacks an article written by somebody else. Peter, thank you for joining us today. Um, You have been thinking this week, I think, about higher education. Is university a waste of time? Um, Well, it's on the face of it, no, because... Um, This is based on a piece by Brian Kaplan in The Atlantic, and I think this is a fairly international statistic, Um, but he cites research that shows that for every additional year of education per person, um, there is a a sort of increase, uh, a financial return. Um, an increase in income of of eight to eleven percent on for that individual. Yeah, for that individual. Goodness, right? Because uh, we can all think of people who've stayed in education for a very long time and made their career there and are not necessarily very affluent. So, does this vary according to sectors, or is there does it well, vary according to the path you take after? There'll be a lot of variation, but if you think about a graduate versus a non-graduate salary, you know, if if, you know, assuming a three-year degree, um, it might not be unreasonable to expect, you know, something like a third higher um, salary for a graduate as as opposed to a non-graduate. So that comparison is fairly stark and easy to understand. Yes. If you're getting into the difference between a three-year and a four-year degree, or a bachelor's or a master's, are, are there significant well, there are differences according to what sort of institution. You've, if you've okay. gone to the top flight universities, you'll probably expect you know the top flight jobs. If you're getting a law degree, a medical degree, that will probably get you a better salary than, say, a humanities degree. Um, it will depend on subject and, and institution. And but these are overall you, figures. You might have a humanities degree and become an entrepreneur and create an immense amount of wealth. Of course, yes. Perhaps. And <laughs> these are averages. Of course. They're not, you know, it's not destiny for any particular individual. But overall, the message is stay on in education, there are benefits for you individually. Is that, is that the core Well, yes, certainly yeah. individually. But here's the complication, which is that if you look at what extra years of education do for a country as a whole, the benefit spread out appears to be a lot smaller. Right. Say 1% to 3% per so, per extra average year of education. And we're it, 1 to 3% on what? Is that GDP? Oh, that'll be national GDP, income. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. National okay. income. Right. Um, as opposed to individual income. And so Kaplan tries to understand why is there that big uplift for individuals, but a much smaller one for the nation as a whole. And what it appears to be is that. He, well, he, he blames it on something he calls credential inflation. What's which that? is, well, it's that people today need to get degrees to do the same jobs that their parents, for instance, or grandparents could have done without having to get a degree. Okay. So getting a degree for the individual is very important just to get those better jobs. But the thing is that 20, 30 years ago, you didn't need that degree. You didn't have to be a graduate. And so it just, the argument is that 
yeah, you're having to get this piece of paper, but the piece of paper isn't making that much difference to actually the performance of the workforce as overall. A whole. And does that make do you think that makes a difference to the student experience, the student approach to study, the length of time that they spend engaged in I mean the the, the, the amount of concentration they put into it. I'm aware that in this country, in the UK in particular, the changes to the funding system in the last mm. ten years or so mean that students there's data that shows students are much more likely to to treat their university experience uh, from the point of view of as, as a consumer than perhaps yes. in my generation, I'm quite old, <laughs> um, where we didn't have to as pay. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as I uh, We didn't pay tuition fees back in my day. Um, yes. And so our approach to university was, is, was perhaps quite different. Where do you think this, this is taking us? Well, Kaplan's argument is that given all these extra years that are being um, uh, paid for, um, <coughs> these days that actually we should see a big much bigger benefit in terms of the abilities of those students and he's saying well actually if you look at the at, at, at the um, at, at the data there's not a great deal of evidence to show that they're bringing that much added value to the workplace um, and his argument is that if whilst at university people studied more intensively, developed a broader range of skills, that might be helpful. But when, you know, people are only doing, um, you know, studies not full time, and he's he's arguing that in previous generations, at least in America, it was, and that people were able to develop a greater range of skills, um, as well as the knowledge of the the actual academic subject they were studying and were bringing those to the workplace but these days with less time spent per student per week studying they're not developing these um, workplace relevant skills to the same to the same extent for more on Peter Franklin's analysis of the Atlantic article by Brian Kaplan, please go to unheard.com. Peter Franklin, thank you very much. Um, from me, Katie Harrison, and our producer, James Coney, thank you for listening. And please rate this podcast on your usual podcast provider so that other people can find us too. For now, goodbye. <laughs>